Well, it's a truly remarkable story, this one here. But let me remind you quickly of our WhatsApp voice note number. It is 0605842250. And when I talk about remarkable, uh, I, I say it in, in the most profound way because I mean it. And every time our own does well, uh, we are always going to celebrate them. Uh, be it on the field, you know, whether it's a court, the track, on the airwaves, or even on the small screen, and at times even the big screen. That's why we are going to be chatting to one incredible broadcaster and ever celebrating other women in sports. I mean, it's time that we put her on the pedestal as well. A very familiar voice. If you've been listening to the show over the years, we would always tap into her knowledge and her wisdom. Um, if and when she found time, because, you know, she's a busy lady. And with a never-ending list of accolades, as well as credentials to her name, I mean, she just made a huge announcement. And that's what we're celebrating her for tonight. Because it's a massive one. I mean, if you follow sport in any form, shape, or manner, you'd understand what it means if, You pick up a call, and it's somebody from Sky Sports. And they're telling you that, listen, we would like you to come and work with us. I mean, what do you say as a human being? Do you say, oh, sorry, Sky, um, I'm just busy here. I'm watering my my garden. Um, Come back to me tomorrow. Kaz Naidu, good evening. Rob, how are you? I should be asking you. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm ecstatic for you. I am beside myself because this is one opportunity that you deserve and you both deserve each other, yourself as well as Sky Sports. Congratulations. Does, thank you. It does feel that way. And I know and I've seen a couple of comments that said, oh, it's long overdue. You know my feeling that I feel that everything comes to you at the right time and timing is everything in my career. And I'm also married for over 15 years with three beautiful children. So it is not just a straight line of cricket commentary that I've had in my journey. At this moment, I I really do celebrate it because it's come from years of saying a lot of no to things that didn't really matter were probably good. Uh, and saying yes to the right things. And, and this was a, a big yes to say, and I'm so glad that I had the courage to say yes. Tell me about it, because I, I kind of gave a mock-up kind of call that came through to you. Um, has it been long time coming? Was this something out of the blue when you had decided maybe you'll shift your focus and do other things? Kaz, just paint the picture of how this came about. Rob, after I had my third child, Rake said to me, I think it's time for you to start finding your your wings and trusting them. And it's always been something at the back of my mind that when the time was right, the right uh, fit would find me. Um, So I've always been in touch with uh, the director of um, Cricket at Sky, uh, Brian Henderson. He's kind of good online mates. And then he sent a message saying England were coming out um, and he would be coming too and it would be great to catch up. So um, I thought, okay, cool, that would be nice. And so we did catch up in Port Elizabeth. Um, and then in Johannesburg, there was a rain delay. And he called me in to um, do an interview just to fill some time. So I went in. Mm. I was Michael Atherton and Ian Ward. 
And so happened to be my audition, I think, because as I stepped off that interview, Brian said, welcome to Sky. I've been asked to um, offer you a contract to come join us for the 100. So I'll be going to Sky for a month next year. And um, wow, I mean, the, the calls, the messages, everything that I've gotten, my phone's an absolute mess at the moment. Um, I think everyone is happy because everyone knows just how much cricket means to me and, and how much I put into what I'd like to see grow in the game. Uh, and I really look forward to adding value to already a, a world-class production team. And, and that is why I'm saying that it, it comes from a good place and it comes from somewhere where you are passionate about the sport. And, and that is always a major difference that people don't get to understand, Kaz, is that you need to establish that that is a passion for you, which is the sport. And that, that is a passion for you, which is then the broadcasting aspect of the sport. And when the two come together and they work and they're in sync and you're head and shoulders above so many other millions of people around the world, it then sinks in the enormity of all of this. Because, like I say, Sky is the barometer. Sky is it when it comes to broadcasting sport in the world, regardless of whatever sporting code it is, you know the drill and you know what is going to be expected of you. Do you just take a breather? Do you go back to the beautiful moments that you had when you were at the helm here in South Africa? What was it, 2003? You know, that was the, the start. And you, you know how I felt at the time. I felt extremely green. I wasn't sure of myself uh, a whole lot. I have had so many hours to reflect on on the journey and what I feel, and I truly feel this, that my role has always been to unite South Africa through cricket. And it's been an incredible journey, 17 years of broadcasting cricket in the country. And um, a lot of decisions I've made have really been for the country. I think this is the first decision I'm making for myself. Um, mm. And I'm happy that this is the first decision because... There's been so much inequality in South African cricket. At the age of 14, when I wanted to become a commentator, following the footsteps of Donna Simmons, I wanted to unite the country. So it absolutely breaks my heart to see the state of the game at the moment. Still, I'm hopeful because I feel that I, I still, wherever I am in the world, will always play a role in ensuring that South African cricket stands up tall and that more people of color feel like they have ownership of the game in the country. You know that at the core of everything that I do, Commentary just happens to be a vehicle and happens to say to people that we all have a voice and we can all use it positively to build again. Because initially, when that happened and you were at the helm, and I remember this very well, um, there was also a gentleman that you worked with and he was anchoring at the time. And here was this young kid, you know, again, a woman of color, stepping into big shoes and into big platforms and everybody's wondering what does she know about cricket you know because initially that's how people react they they class you based on race they class you based on gender etc and then you started delivering left right and center every single day and every single game until your role was then elevated to be that person who come the final you were at the center stage of a major production right here in South Africa. You were front page news in the Sunday Times because you had made history then. And then all of a sudden, 
people's attitudes changed and they found that, wow, my goodness, she's actually brilliant. You remember those moments? I do remember those moments. I, I still feel that feeling and, and that is why I will always know when to leave the game. Robin Jackman once said to me, if you don't feel those butterflies in your tummy, it's time to leave the game. Uh, when the news actually just slipped out yesterday, it wasn't actually an official announcement. I'd written a piece for Sky, and they happened to just have a rider at the bottom to say, I'm coming through for the 100. Um, suddenly, the, I just felt this roller coaster kind of going, this is another massive moment. This is such a big moment because, Rob, cricket's one thing. Family is another thing. You know that. You know what it mm. means. If, if you put cricket and family in front of me, I choose my family every single day. But my family are saying to me at the moment, choose cricket. My children, except for Luke, who says, I thought coronavirus cancelled cricket. I was like, no, actually, they <laughs> is still cricket. Um, I feel different now about everything that I do because I am a mom. And I'm such a proud mom. Young children who play sports. That when I go into the commentary box, I actually speak to the moms and dads so much more than I used to when I didn't have children. But when I look back at 2003, Rob, how would I have done it without someone like you by my side? You remember, I was a ball of nerves. I don't think I even remembered what I said to you, but I, all I said was, Rob, am, am I actually ready? Because I, I don't think I was. And you said, of course you're ready. And that was it. You had so much faith in me. And I was just this 20-something-year-old hoping for the best. I think you had proven by all measures that you could. And I just thought, okay, and I'm not undermining anybody who would have been working with you in the newsroom at the time, but I just thought that you are shortchanging yourself on so many different levels because your depth of knowledge of cricket, the love, the passion, the broadcasting aspect is so much more than what we are seeing in bulletins that are coming through, you know, here, then, and wherever. And that is why when... I said, okay, listen, I've got about 10 minutes to go before I have to do my radio show. Uh, but I need, I, I, need you, I need you to meet somebody uh, very quickly. Then I said, okay, meet me on, I don't know what floor it was. And then went to the late Mbebe's office. I knocked on his door. I said, Mr. Mbebe, sorry to disturb you. I've got to run, but uh, this is Kaz. Uh, Kaz, this is Mr. Mbebe. Um, I think you might need her, Mr. Mbebe. She knows cricket. And then you Cheers. Left. And I left. I can't believe you left me there. Yeah. I mean, here I'm standing with this guy who is, you know, seriously like the head of SABC Sport at the time. And he just looked at me like, what does Robert see in you? That was the look I got. And I thought, I'm dead. I'm absolutely dead. But you know what that moment did for me? It has inspired me to do the same mm. for other people. I open doors. I mean, it's kind of become a hobby absolutely. for me. I love it. I want to do it. I'll do it all the time. I will do it for people that I don't know. You do it for people you don't know. If you see it and you see it, you want to do it. And Rob, you inspired me to open doors for other people. Absolutely. I mean, your G-Sport Awards have been something magical. And, and watching those grow and, you know, become something that's a spectacle now on television, uh, highly sponsored, highly sought after, uh, people dressing up, red carpet, you name it. I mean, that's your initiative. That is your baby. Yeah, you, you're bringing up human beings in terms of kids, but you also brought up another baby, which is a sports awards. That's your legacy. That's what you leave behind. And I'm so glad to still be commentating with all this happening because it, I have to be really honest with you, women's sport needs me. 
completely, 100%. And at the moment, I'm not 100% there, but I'm 500% in work because women in sport are nowhere at the moment, despite everything we've done for the past 15 years. And the day we commercialize women's sports in South Africa is the day I'll tell you, Rob, I'm happy. I'm, not, I'm never satisfied. But what I am satisfied in is that I am not the first and the last. There isn't uh, a gap. Me not being um, on TV in South Africa at any time. Natalie Germanis has done incredibly well at South Africa, um, and she's doing great around the world. And there are about six or eight young black women in cricket broadcasting that are going to start taking over in the next kind of couple of years, Rob. In the next decade, cricket in South Africa will look different because we've all opened doors. And I think it's just a message to everybody. Um, open doors for others. And, and that is the reason I believe that South African cricket is in the position that we are in at the moment. Not enough people have opened doors. There hasn't been enough succession planning. And you will always have a leadership crisis if we haven't handed over while we're still there. Can you vacate the seat and still watch that person that you've handed over to? And that is the biggest challenge that we have with transformation in the country. So I'm so proud of all the young women coming through. The Circle Poe is doing incredibly well. Remember that name. You've got Timmy Haswe, who I believe still has a great future in cricket. They're just great women out there. And um, I'm glad to have played a role in that. And you had across there a very difficult time. I know you've mentioned it here or there. You've been a part of Cricket SA, and you're going to get so many journalists asking you these questions. I was actually reading the other day, um, I think probably yesterday or, or today, the, the article in, in, in the Sky publication on, on their website. And they were talking about the current scenario here in, in South Africa. I think they quoted and said that in 1991, South African cricket came together as one, showing united front and promising better future. Yes, to, it says years later, the game feels more divided than ever. I mean, that for me is, is the shocking aspect of what you've just alluded to. But I hope in time, as we unravel these stories, that things do improve because cricket needs to get back and reclaim its position amongst the top, at least top three in the world, and not these funny ratings that we've been getting these days where we've never been ever before in our history. I also think that there needs to be balanced reporting. Yes, we want to know what's happening in the boardroom. Yes, we want to hold everybody accountable. The game operationally still continues. I was a junior cricket training this weekend. Kids are playing cricket, aspiring to play for the country. We cannot say that the game has come to a standstill. We cannot grind the game to a halt and then expect to grow it. Surely we can be mature enough to be able to handle our legal and governance issues while ensuring commercially the game moves on. And if you can't do that, then get out of your leadership positions because the game is bigger than everybody else. And, and that's why I always feel that South African cricket has so much more to offer, Rob. We just must mean it when we say that we're a rainbow nation. We really, truly must mean that we want to be united in our diversity. It's not just in social justice projects and in documents in our cupboards. It has to be in our actions. And as I said to everybody, I don't generally talk BLM because my actions have to show that I believe in it. Kwanelim Fundisa on Twitter says that, I just want to congratulate Kaz Naidu. She deserves it. Really doubt that she'll make us proud. Her analysis oh, of cricket you. speaks volumes. In fact, uh, she's the first woman that I, I saw involved in cricket. It says, go Kaz, go make it big. Mtobeli, Chris, 
Um, Lambo says that a big congratulations to Kaz for her appointment to join the Sky News uh, team in the UK and South Africans. Uh, we are extremely proud of her. Let her fly the South African flag very, very high as well. Uh, Wendy Lemdana says she's a true epitome of women's greatness and has built a formidable foundation for women in sport of cricket. And I've been following her and I saw the fire of passion beaming through her elegance. Uh, she indeed is destined for greatness. Let's listen to a couple of voice notes as well. Evening, Robert. Honestly speaking, Kes throws herself into everything that she does with complete commitment. Not only is she willing to learn, but also has the humanity to ask the questions and the aptitude to absorb information. I'm so super glad of Kes. Also here from Kanana Ogni. Big up, Kes. Congrats. Uh, good evening, Maliputu. Rob, I just just to make a few words for for Miss Naidu. You know, um, congratulations to her, uh, and I, I I think she deserves it. You know, ever since I started uh, following her on the cricket, you know, she's always spot on. You know, she knows the story. She knows how to analyze cricket. You know. Actually, she's the first woman that uh, I, I've seen, you know, doing it on the cricket. You know, uh, by, by, by saying that, Rob, I congratulate her. You know, keep it up, present South Africa abroad. You know, we love you. Thanks, great show as always. Kes Naidu, wow, wow, this is big. And congratulations to you, your family. You know what? Thank you so much. Quick question from me. With what we've seen um, uh, with Cricket uh, South Africa, what do you think they need to do just to win back our hearts, the, 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 the lovers of cricket? What do you think they need to do to win our hearts back? Thanks. Thank you so much. Lots of positive uh, comments that are coming through. Kaz, you can respond to any of them. Um, as I said, Twitter's just going crazy. <laughs> Lots of voice notes that are coming through, uh, but it's all very, very positive. Choose. I want to choose where I was asked what Cricket South Africa can do to make the fans happy again. I'd like to use an analogy that Jacques Callas always used. Uh, whenever he was out of form, he always said, get back to basics. Cricket South Africa is woefully out of form at the moment. And the best way to get back to basics is to go back to what the vision of the organization is. It's to make cricket a truly national sport of winners for all, for all South Africans. It's where we stop counting the number of black players in the team, where we stop hoping for that one woman to sit on the board, where we actually truly start integrating. And it's quite simple. They've got to go back to their vision, their mission statement, and their constitution. It's all there. And it was all agreed upon in 1991, so nothing new needs to be done. If they just go back and it comes down to heart and commitment, if your heart is really in it, you've got to do it. But I put out a challenge the other day on Twitter, Robert. I said, we should have a how it started, how it's going transformation challenge. Let's right. stop arguing about it. Show us what you've done. I mean, obviously, Rob, you'll have receipts for years because you've done so much for all of us. But I'm just saying, what is true transformation? It's empowering others, right? It is really doing that. And I would like to see the South African cricket community stop throwing stones at the boardroom and start showing us what they've done to change the game. Then maybe we can start having those conversations. So we have to get back to basics because the fans so deserve it. Oh. 
I mean, that is such a, a simplistic but powerful way of putting it. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine if everybody had to press that refresh button and get back to the things that made us truly great, where people were not uh, looking for things that would empower them or enrich them or put them in positions where they're able to control others, but where cricket thrives, and everybody thrives when cricket does, and, and, and the stadiums come back um, to being packed again. You know, people are watching at the bars and they're watching wherever they want to be watching cricket and not just have this attitude of saying, oh, yeah, okay, we're not expecting much from them. Because it's such a critical era. And I said this maybe at times, you know, because when we, when we deal with these issues, especially when it comes to transformation issues, uh, you know, I said if there's one thing, unfortunately, they call it the chokers, cricket hasn't been able to do, has been to win a World Cup. And I said when one day when we truly give in to transformation and we all work towards one powerful team, we will do what rugby did in Japan and come back with the trophy. And I think we've been pretty close in terms of getting there. But I just think somewhere, somehow, things don't really add up and we end up frustrated as a cricket nation. We're not consistent enough, Rob. That's the issue. Um, everyone has this lovely vision. We have great statements that we want to become a, a game for everybody. But do we do something every day to change the game? About you know, When I did find out that I was joining Sky, which was already in December last year, because remember I was going um, for 100 this year, then COVID hit and it was postponed to next year. But as soon as I had that chat with Brian, I came home to Rake and I said, I have to immediately hand over G-Sports to the young generation. And that is what I did from December last year. And we don't do enough of that. So then there's this leadership gap. Then we potentially appoint the wrong people. And then we start fighting about governance. Why aren't we empowering people? When I worked at Cricket South Africa, and you know how rough it got there, the one yeah. thing I said to my team is I said, we are not onlookers. We do not discuss what's going on upstairs. This is none of our business. Operationally, our job is to make cricket great. So you know what we did? We went around the country and we started getting children involved in the game. It took our, our eyes away from the political stuff that was hitting cricket. Everyone on the outside thought the game was collapsing. We were going around the country transforming cricket. That is the one bright light I take out of my time at Cricket South Africa, is that when things got tough, the lesson was simple. Ignore the noise and do your job or get out. In the end, when I left Cricket South Africa, there's always a time when you know that you've got to go. And that was me when I said, let us all take our time to heal separately. And now that I can contribute to the game from where I am, Rob, I'm contributing mm. to it powerfully, authentically, without needing to be part of the organization. And I can tell you this, which I've ne I haven't told anybody. I got calls from a couple of people asking me to put through an application to be a non-executive director on the board of Cricket South Africa. Wow. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm too young, firstly, <laughs> to be sitting on a board to deal with all that. But there are enough credible people that we should get to do that. Yes, I fight gender issues. Yes, I do. I fight transformation issues. But I don't need to do it to sit on the board. We all can lead from where we are. If you're a coach in Pumalanga, if you're an administrator in the Northwest, wherever you are, you should be doing your work and stop gossiping about Cricket South Africa. That's my message. Yeah. You know you owe us a, a full show, hey? <laughs> you know, we will, but we will do it. And, and I can't wait to see you again. I, as uh, you know, I enjoy spending time with you.
I always say to everyone, Robert Marawa was at my wedding. That's how long I know him. <laughs> I'm just I'm just honored to know you know the superstar that's going to Sky Sport. That's all it is. It just makes me oh. feel very very proud because um, your, your journey has has not been the smoothest. You've had to at, at times realize how tough this industry is. But your 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 desire to be what you had wanted to be has managed to carry you through. And that's why as I read through all of these tweets, I mean, I'm um, Pizzo on Twitter says, uh, good evening, I'd like to wish the one and only Queen Protea a very, very <laughs> wonderful journey <laughs> with the Sky Sport. She's just raising the bar to the next level. I personally know a lot about cricket today because of her analysis. She is simply Queen Protea. And I love wow. that name that you've been adorned with. Tando Manana himself says, your guest in studio is a real Mbogot of SA Women's Sport. Congratulations, Kaz, on your appointment. And thank you for being at the forefront of women's sport. Rob, I feel like I've been given my flowers. I really do. And I've accepted it. I'm normally not really good at receiving. I love giving. But I've realized that if we don't celebrate, if we don't enjoy what we do, um, you know, the hard work is, is going to mean nothing. I want to come in and definitely sit down and have a chat with you, but um, I spoke to nobody. I actually said, there's no official announcement, but I have to speak to Robert because you've been there every single step of the way. And I think you know, um, everyone's been asking me to tell my story in cricket. And I said that I'm not prepared to commercialize my pain unless we're going to see change. And you are the only person that I'm actually interested in sharing my story with. And how I managed to bounce back after leaving Cricket South Africa and what these eight years have been like. You are the only person who can hold that information. It's not something that I can really, really share. It is a deep part of my journey. And um, so when the time is right, and, and you know, you and I will find the time, sure. it's going to be an emotional show. We better be ready. It will be. There were very tense times. I can attest yeah. to that. And um, for today... We just want the happy story. And the happy yes. story is you leaving, but not leaving for good, leaving for better, greener pastures, deserving platforms, and platforms that you will go and enhance, as established as they are. I have every belief that you will. Kaz Naidu, yes. happy journey. You are the greatest. Rob, well, I absolutely appreciate you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. We would not have allowed you to be lost. This indeed is the right place for you to be. Kaz Naidu, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for all the messages. Thank you so much for all the tweets. It's a big, big appointment to this. Hey, South Africa. Yeah, talking about arrivals. Hey, Johannesburg has gained... Another superstar. After the break, we chat to that superstar. And we open up the lines for you to interact with the superstar as well. 0605842250. Because hey, it's a big jump, you know. Coming from Peter Maritzburg. Uh, where it's always misty and, and cold and what what. And you come to 34 degrees in Joburg today. And you are unveiled as a buccaneer. Mm. Richard Ofori.